This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. You're watching Splash Pages powered by the Dorkin Podcast Network. We have an awesome show scheduled for you, as always. We're going to be talking about Sandman, talking about the book versus the, uh, the Netflix show. Uh, also, a bunch of new books this week and, uh, you know, some other comic book news. I finally saw Thor. Uh, She-Hulk comes out this week. Tons and tons of stuff. So without further ado, Velvet Joker, how's it going, bud? It's going great. Velvet Joker here, the throwback king, bringing you the Sandman, which came out in the late 80s. And I didn't get into it until like the early 90s. So I hadn't read it in 30 years. So it was great to read and watch the series. Oh, my God. Neil Gaiman is such an amazing writer. And he has crafted this amazing show after this amazing storyline, which we're going to talk about tonight. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mr. Malo. Oh, hey, it's you. <laughs> while we're doing the show um we're talking about sandman it's a dope book you should definitely be reading it if you're watching the show all right roll the credits uh jar jar all right rich was really high drew was really low i'm gonna be right in the middle and just be like hey guys welcome to the show it's another week here at splash pages you're wrong william pace but that's okay we all have opinions and sometimes they suck but <laughs> thank you for watching <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, we, you know, uh, we got a bunch of stuff before we. I'm get only kidding, of course. Like my opinion, I'm always wrong. So, no, nobody is wrong with your opinion. It's your opinion for you know. It's it's you know you don't need to be wrong. It's well, just, thank you for you validating know, me. You know, can I say you something? You may be right. I may be crazy, but I just may be the town that you're looking for. Looking for. Turn out all right, this has gone off the rails. We haven't even started the show. Um, I was going to say something before we start. This is very different now that I've met a nice chunk of you in person. I feel like these squares are a little longer now that they've evolved to be rectangles for Aww. more spaces. 
So, so, so the squares have grown grown into your heart. Okay, you know what, Leo? Um, I said, <laughs> I said, it's just interesting. I didn't say that this is Tetris. Okay, get your head back in the game, out of your butt. Okay, I understand you just got out of vacation, but calm down. Second thing, I'm very excited for this show, um, but there are some things that we want to should address first beforehand. I need to admit something. I'm behind again. I have not watched so much. I haven't seen Thor. I know Leo has. I haven't seen Prey yet, which I know these two have. Oh. I heard it's awesome. Oh, so good. Oh. Um, and then I want to say this. Somebody brought up that Prey should be the blueprint for how horror franchises are. Like, drop a fucking predator in feudal Japan. Uh, do like Final Destination on a pirate ship. Um, like have the Greeks open the the Hellraiser puzzle box. Oh, dude, I guys think yes, 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 please. Well, um, you know, j- just to harp on Prey, not to harp on it, but Prey, I mean, they led you down so many paths where you thought, oh, they're just going to copy the movie and they subverted mm-hmm. your expectation expectations. Like perfect example, mm-hmm. the friggin' mud scene. You thought, oh my God, they're going to do the Arnold mud again, but mm-hmm. they didn't. You know, right. it's Prey is awesome. Which makes sense because the Predator learned. Yeah. Well, no, so... this, is, this is before... Well, I, I, but still, they learn. Yeah. Like it would make sense yeah, that the future yeah. predator would not be fooled by the same tricks now, as the past now, predator. Did, did you guys think? And this is not a spoiler in any way, Drew. Did you guys think oh. the way the predator looked was a more um, uh, primitive version? Because yes. to me, he didn't look quite the same without his uh, helm, if you will. Well, uh, he, do you he think had that his... was purposeful? Like I, I did think it like, was purposeful. Like, like the the predator didn't want to be uh, overpowered. Well, so so I snuck into the Wednesday Dorkening show uh, last week while on vacation. I just popped in real quick just to talk about prey. Uh, yeah, and, and I took it as like if you're thinking about like you know maybe this is Predator's first. Well, they might have scanned Earth. And realize that Earth really isn't, you know, civilized. And if you think of a hunter, you know, you're going into the woods bringing what just what you need. You're not going to overpack or anything like that. And that's what I took it as. You know, he's going into onto Earth. He's starting with small animals to see what Earth has. And well, the initial scene of him where he's still uh, like camouflaged or translucent. It almost looks like he's like a hunter with the backpack on and stuff and like he's going out into the wilderness and getting ready to. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I mean, like his helmet, he just had, you know, uh, the the three dots thing. He I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, there there were a lot of things he didn't have. And I I took it as it was less civilized uh, prey that he was going after. I also need to say this. I'm hoping that Prey's success We'll have more people looking into other things that because I'm sorry, I don't want it as a live action, but I think Batman versus Predator would be a phenomenal. Be cool. mm-hmm. Am hey, I right? Joe. Hey, Joe. Yes, I would totally love an ant. Even a spawn Batman would be kind of dope. But well, no, spawn Batman. Listen, I'm I mean, I know you're going to have to deal with, but I think Marvel owns Predator and Alien right now. 
They do. I, and yeah. I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I still say like that was one of, like we reviewed that uh, uh, earlier, I think last year. And that, what a great read that was, uh, Batman vs. Predator. Oh, yeah. And, absolutely. Check know, it out on our YouTube channel. It's there. I promise. And I also think another good thing for us to, if we're feeling Predator, I recommend, I'm going to be honest with you, Judge Dredd versus Predator was a great read. And they do have some really good tie-ins to the Predator franchise in an unexpected way. I'm just saying if we review that, 100% down. Because nice. I had to review that for an article. It was a solid read. Yeah. I think um, if the one thing that Prey definitely proved was that that is still a viable um, franchise. Very much. There, yeah. There's definitely stories to be told. Yeah. Well, well, but that's but I also, thing. yeah, but building on what Drew said, the, the Hellraiser, like, they've shown, like, little clips of, like, past, like, what happens with the box, but it would be great. Yeah, I agree to delve into that, like, you know, the, the originator and, like, just go through the whole story. And, and that's like the thing I always love about that people criticize the fourth Hellraiser. And don't get me wrong, some parts that are very not good. But I love that it went into the history. You saw who the guy who created the box mm-hmm. and why. And, you know, that whole like mythology. And then you saw the where that tied into the present. And then, you know, the quote unquote ending. But as we know, evil really doesn't die. It just yeah. kind of takes a loss and comes back later. Right. Um and Drew, you, you know, just wrote a, you, didn't you just write an article about the Cenobites? I, I did write one about where Violator from Spawn was calling out um, the Cenobites as being <laughs> new wave and not demonic enough compared to traditional demons. And it was a hmm. it was a really unexpected read, especially because it it came from the work of Alan Moore. So. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but Alan Moore did a lot of work with the Spawn universe early in the 90s. He did a lot. He did a couple of guest spots here and there. He did a bunch of miniseries for the Spawn universe. It was really interesting. It usually had to do with Violator and Demons. So, um, And, you know, also somebody hunting him down in the bathroom for an autograph. Exactly. Alan Moore? (laughs) Who went for that? Well, that was uh, uh, that, that's a reference to the, the Fabian Nicieza. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay. When he was I talking remember about now. Um, yeah, no, I caught that. Somebody's ballsy. But I, I'm sorry, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tried doing that to Alan Moore because Dude, that would uh, Alan Moore. I would, I'm sorry, me. if I if I was a concreter and someone did that to me, I don't care who I was, I would be. I would give somebody some shit. I got like, to watch Live Field give somebody some shit for interrupting him during lunch. That was hilarious. Well, Drew, I, I don't. Think no, I, no, no. I don't think it's the same level at all. But it, no, like, it isn't. But it, but the person the was the the person yeah. was just interrupting to say because it it was my past co-host and he was interrupting to tell the guy that we were gonna um, be interviewing him in a, about an hour and that you know just. You know, it was good to meet him and whatever. And Lifefield like funny. yelled at him in the middle of the oh, the uh, the well food court. And he's just like, "I'm trying to eat here. Can I not just eat?" I was like, "Holy moly!" 
Yeah. Glad I didn't walk over for that one. <laughs> Did that interview yeah. still happen? No. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we decided what, to ax that. You know what the sad thing is? I guarantee if that interviewer had been a pretty girl, he wouldn't have said anything. Oh, yeah, not, not a word. One right. Hey, like, hey, Drew, I, just, just bouncing back to uh, uh, the Fabian, because we had just mentioned that before. Um, I did end up sending him the video of that, and he sent oh, back dude, a thumbs dude, up. I don't know if I got dude. to share that or not, but uh, I, I thought you no, should. No, you did. Fantastic. Leo, your editing I, I, is amazing. Like, on those TikToks, those TikToks that you edited, fantastic. Like, yeah, well done, man. Well, well, thank you. Hopefully, uh, I, I can. I got some ideas to improve them a little bit. Now that I'm home and I have the, you know, I, I'm not working off the laptop. It should be a bit easier oh. to do. I, I definitely think Terrificon gave us enough material for the rest of the year if we stretch it out. Right. Um, but I gotta say, and I'm just gonna say this because this is the first time we're all together in some way. Um, what a success! Honestly, I felt like Nerd Hulk at the end of it. I was like, I'm going to call this a win. Like, nice. Right? Yep. Uh, Andrew, I, I never, never even got confirmation. Did you, did you end up talking to Mike Reese? No, I didn't. But we still have his card. And I would love to have him on the show because he was so nice. And I felt so bad. Both times he went to talk, we weren't there. And I was like, oh. Like the, oh, he the, came the to us too. Yeah, yeah. 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 I hit him up a couple times, and uh, he's like, "Oh, I'll stop by the table." He ended up stopping by twice, and both times nobody was there. We were all recording the panels. <laughs> right, and I felt we're good. so bad. And and I tried finding him. You know, when we were Jeremy and uh, when we were doing our interviews, mm. I tried seeing him at the table because I was like, that would have been perfect. It nowhere. And then, dude, there were so many people I didn't see there. Like, I didn't even see Kevin Conroy, and I know he was there. And I'm like, how did I oh, miss him? Um, but also, Leo, your image of, of Jeremy, meaning uh, Lionel, was just oh, yeah. the glee. You know, I was like, <laughs> well, we captured glee there. Um, yes. And I, I, the image like of me meeting Fabian, uh, well, I've already met him, but you know, that. I, I just imagine like the the way the photo is. I just wanted to meme it. Be like, well, this is my career now. And, you know, just... as, he's, as he's rubbing your belly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, well, eh, this is the this is the. Oh, Joe said he missed you. Missed him as well. No, I actually so. did see you, Joe. I saw you stop by the table and talk to Velvet for a second. You were in your your King Tut. Doing your thing. Oh yeah, that was dope, man. That was a good costume. Yeah. Speaking of that, that photographer, you know, uh, got a lot of great photos. Liz, she got a lot of great photos of the weekend. I, oh, there Liz, were costumes. Yeah. yeah, I saw. I was like, oh shit, I completely missed that. Like, which is, I didn't really at the opening of the con, and we missed so much. Yeah, it was Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy and I were too busy pointing out Billy Butcher and calling him the c word. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's the funny thing. There weren't a lot of boys cosplay. Like our friend Kevin was a was Homelander, and he did oh, great. I mean, know who he, I he... did the c word to? The the mm. the young Iron Cheek. 
didn't know it was him. He la- He is such a nice guy. I didn't even know it was him. I talked to him like three times throughout con. He's carrying around an Entertainment Earth box with all the toys. The first time I saw him, I was just like, what's in the box, man? What's in the box? And he, like I was just busting got people's balls. And he came over and he was like, oh, nothing. Blah, blah. And I'm talking to him just like, cool. And then I called him Billy Butchie the other day. And then he, he smiled, laughed. He walked around. And yeah, dude. And then I find out at the end of con, it's the, the young iron cheek. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> oh, so I don't know if I told you guys this, but I had made a habit when I was dead poo that I kept, uh, I kept running into any scarlet witches. I was just like, Wanda, I just want to let you know, this is probably your fault. You know? And then I, I kept running. There's just one Dr. Strange kept running into it. I was like, Steven, do you validate? Cause I'd like to go home. So can you just do the sparkles and send me home, please? You know, I'm kind of mad that I came in and Endgame was over. Like, I'm like, well, I'm like on the power duck shit right here. So, and, so and, oh no, sorry, go ahead. No, no, but that was it. I just, it was, it was fun being Deadpool again. <laughs> but I, I will also say one more thing because I really do want to get to talk about other things, but. I feel that now that I've met Jeremy, who, again, I can't believe how tall he is. Um, any joy I see from him going forward will be compared to how happy he was winning the Lego Millennium Falcon. Like, that was <laughs> joy. That, that was his, that was him at the top of the Rocky Steps. Just, you know... I got I got contact joy just uh, standing near him with that. I was Leo like, Leo wow. can tell you, Yo Yo, and and there's uh, other people that that are usually with the door, and they win everything, everything. Oh, oh Yo Yo wins everything, like. And this. I win nothing. I watch every. I'm like, oh, always the bride, never the bride, or vice versa, bridesmaid, never the bride. And yeah. dude, how easy those questions were. I was just oh. like, they just gave me a Lego oh. fucking Millennium Falcon for that. Wait, wait, wait. On another thing, we can say congratulations, right? To you, Jeremy, right? Right? Sure. Or, am I right? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yes. It is official he, now. Yeah, he, 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 he liked it, so he put a ring on it. I put a ring on it. Wait, oh, what? what? Oh, you, you guys didn't tell me that. that. I, oh I didn't tell God. anybody that. I put it on you Facebook. She put it on Facebook. Partner. One of them put it on Facebook. I might have put it on Facebook. No, no. She put it on Facebook. No, no, me. Jeremy. You did because there was a debate you were asking. Jabo, <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That's right. That You're right. Yep. The other yeah. did, was not happy. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Not talk, what am I talking about? I'm focusing on the happy. Which... Yeah, the happy was fantastic. No, it was great. Like, uh, yeah. That um, happened that weekend? Uh, no, no. Uh, the, when we went up to Maine. Um, Aww. I, I had to clear you. it with my youngest to make sure, like, all, all in the world was kosher and how excited they were when they heard. Like, it made me Good. know that I was making the right decision. So, you, well, you know, congratulations. Yeah, totally. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. Wow. Uh, I feel good about it. Well, you know, meeting her for the first time, you know, and seeing how happy you two were together. And you could tell that, like, both of you have just, like, awesome hearts, you know? It's just, you're... you're... She is my rock at these things. Like, she used to come with... She'd spent to, like, two or three other cons with me when I was with the geeks. And uh, 
it, she like right away like took like I, I take care of the house at home and like the kids and her and like she goes off to work and I make sure you know laundry and cleaning and everything's done it's the totally opposite when we're at con like she like yeah like I broke down in the middle of con after seeing Jay Moore's and uh like she saw it coming and like she pulled me to the side and made sure I was okay and like it, it was really it's really good having her there she knows when like I need to chill out and like go eat something and make sure you know just make sure yeah. I, I, I take care of myself that makes us happy that you yeah. have someone special in your life yeah. J- uh, Jer- Jeremy it's called a handler okay? yeah yeah every <laughs> that's what every partner of a nerd becomes I my girlfriend has happened rich and his partner happened Mrs. Pond would most likely be doing it behind the scenes, mm. you know. So, welcome to the world of con people go to cons and the girlfriends that love them. Well, having someone yeah. that actually wants and, to be and, a part of my world is so different. And, so, and thank you to Mrs. Pond who who was oh, yes. a, a partner because she she ingratiated her her home to me when we went to Terrific. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, I got to uh, sleep next to Riley, the dog. Whoa. We've only Whoa. seen him on video. You've actually oh, seen him in real life. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> did you did you make sure you left? Did he Leo, did you leave the mints on the pillow? You know? Did you did you leave I, I, I did not know. Hey, I got to have did, a nice did you tea in the morning, although although Leo offered me a beautiful egg sandwich, but I, I you know. <laughs> did, did, yeah, that would probably be you, a better uh, idea. J Bo. Oh, Miss Pond taking away the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I know I said no spending, but these transformer figures. Mm-hmm. Um, Jabo needs me to take them. Um, oh, well, well, actually, okay, so, real quick, uh, Jabo, if you come across a cosmos, please hit me up, please. Give him a good please, price, please. but make him work for it. Mm. Um, but I have one more question. Like Jerry, what, so, since your girl met all of us, what was her opinion of us? Or does she like us better than your old crew? Oh, oh, definitely. Like, uh, she she also noticed very much so at the end of con. I, like, I don't know if Leo or Rich know, but, like, I used to take, like, a week vacation. Not vacation, but I would shut down. I would be off of social media, everything after con. Like, it was just so much for me. And I felt mm-hmm. so just wasted after a con. I felt energized I, I it felt good i was happy about it i felt like really good about the whole weekend it was it was amazing yeah well you're right much rather with a bunch of positive guys than a bunch of negative crap yeah well you know basically um you the company also, matters also leo thank you i just again one more thing i want to say before we get to this so thank you for giving me a heart attack about the Joe St. Pierre interview. Okay. He just he just messaged in the group like, oh hey, true, did you drop the the I forgot what it was, like the sound adapter? And I was like, uh maybe. Um and, and you know, I, I I was like, deny, 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 deny. Like they have you caught on film. How can you deny, Drew? Um, and then he's just and then Kevin is like, did he did it break? He he told me it's fine. I was like, yes. 
I, I was like, I can own up to it. Yes, that happened. And it was like, oh no, it's fine. I just I included it in the interview, and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, well, for everybody watching, uh, definitely check our YouTube channel. Uh, you know, you guys did some awesome interviews, but, you know, I, I tried to start it with, you know, some comedic stuff and I couldn't pass that up. Like to see your face when when it just hits the floor and you hear clunk, you know, it's just. Uh, well, yeah. And then Kevin, Kevin doing the, that. That was expensive. Yeah. Exactly. That was, like, that was a great reaction. Well, that was expensive. But I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Like much appreciated. You're a, you know, I, I just felt bad because I felt like I was doing all the interviews, and that's why I was like, okay, I gotta. Kevin gets, you know, kids of the hall. You know, Jeremy gets Lionel. I was like, okay, like I. Sure, I, I was done. so happy that you were that energized to do. Oh, yeah. uh, 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 interviews like it's great when you don't have to sit there and go, all right, who's going to do this one? Oh, I just did this one. You guys do that. Oh, I don't want to do it. Like people to have people like, I think we all complimented each other so well, like it, no, it, it, fantastic, I mean, fantastic job I mean, by everybody. Listen, Jeremy, if, if we had the time that day, I would have literally spent all of Sunday Hopping yeah. from interview to interview to interview to interview, like 100%. Well, yeah, celebs. We, we should have we done that Saturday because we were tearing. Like, yeah, maybe we, we set up like an interview team to go around on, on and while other people are doing panels and well, interview so, teams. So, so ne next year, uh, all depends on uh, my the bonus funding. from work. <laughs> but the I'm going to try yeah, the funding. I'm going to try to get us a second camera. So that maybe we can do as two teams just to, mm. to run about. Okay. Leo, if you do that, I want you dressed like John Hammond to say we spare no expense. That's what I want. Just you know, just two cameras like spare no expense. Spare no expense. I want the pain. I can see that so much. Welcome yeah. to the darkening. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Just, you know, welcome to the darkening. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the darkening. Watch our show. It's really nerdy. We have 40 other channels. Um, I, I'm good. Oh, love, I'm good. It. love it. Love it. Uh, well, so, so uh, I don't know if we're, we would like to go, probably, but we were also invited to Northeast Comic Con while we were there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, by the way, we have to talk, uh, Leo, because Gary also has some yeah, kind he... of cannabis con that he wants to put together, and he was very uh, oh, no. adamant about having someone like us do the uh, panels and stuff. No. Yeah, let, let's uh, let's totally talk that. So, so we're the panel guy now. That's that's us. We're the you know, the panel guys. Okay. okay. Um, Listen, if I could have listen, I, I recorded that JLA panel, the all the voice actors. If if yeah. I could have been the guy asking the like fucking that, questions, Joe. I look forward to one day being able to do that. Oh hell yeah, dude! I think like I wish yeah I wish you had stayed for Sunday, Rich. Yeah yeah yeah. So Next year, absolutely. The energy was fantastic. I mean, yeah, yeah. Friday is is pounding the pavement, meeting the people. And then Saturday the and Sunday break up with the teams, and then we just rip it. Divine conquer. Well, I, I think uh, Friday and, and Sunday are still yeah. best for for innings. yeah. I, I agree. Like um, Saturdays are very hectic, especially 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Busy well, stuff. I, I had to break my teeth on Terrificon with the interview stuff. I mean, did anybody do the? Anybody follow the the cosplay contest? Uh we no. we recorded it. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. I just was wondering. Mission must have been proud. Yep. <laughs> just um, wanted to make sure we had presents. And I know there was interesting granite steak. Uh, I yeah. don't. Know, I don't know if it's too uh, too soon to get into that. Do you know anybody from Granite State? I no. don't know. I've been up there before, but I used to have the other guy do all the talking. Okay. So I, I, I'll reach out to them, see if there's a way we can, we, we can get in. Um, but I would gladly do another con. I mean, I'm fine with doing any. I just spread out. I can't do like, oh, next weekend we're doing this. I was like, no, that is exactly how someone gets sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Granite, yeah. Granite's Vermont, right? And uh, New North? Hampshire, right? Uh, yes, New Hampshire. Yep. And where where's the other one? Northeast. Uh, Northeast ne- is the at the mall now, right? The that uh, big let's mall. See. Last I knew, he held it at that mall. Yeah. Uh, uh, like... Framingham. No. no. Okay. Let's. Jabo saying Manchester, New Hampshire for granite. Yeah. Okay. And the and venue for Autism Speaks Northeast is yeah. uh, at Foxborough Regency Hotel. Foxborough, that's it. Yep. Okay. Foxborough. Oh, they're back at the the hotel. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Where? It's about an hour north of me and an hour south of Jeremy. And that's far from me. West. It's about two hours for Leo. East. Go uh, east, young man. Wait is that far hours. for me? Is that like three hours for me then? Yeah, where are you? How, how how far was Mohegan for you? It's about two something. Yeah, it's probably like three hours then. Oof. Three three and a Northeast half. Northeast is where uh, Mona from Who's the Boss thought she knew me. That was an That's interesting cool. interaction. I, I did. I was like, "Whoa, Mona!" And she's just like, "Oh, Ooh. how are you doing? It's been so long." I'm just like. I think you have me mistaken for somebody else because I would know if I know knew you. <laughs> no, that no, that Jeremy. That's when you say, oh, "I like to show you who's the boss." Hey, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I probably I'm good. Would've. I'm good. That's the only. Like, well, it's been great. It's so long since I've seen you. I mean, uh, I, I'm single now. Yeah, <laughs> I have a childhood fantasy fulfilled. That would have been interesting. I, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I probably would have got in trouble because yeah. I think she was going through delusions. <laughs> and uh, Joe, uh, we love Super Mega Fest. I know they're under new ownership now, so uh, oh, are they? yeah. So so uh, we'll we'll need to um, make uh, contact with the uh, with the new owners. But yeah, Super Mega Fest has always been a great show as well. Yeah, for partying. Partying. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I just when is when is North, when is Northeast Comic Con? Uh, November. Yeah, they do usually a, a fall and a spring show. All right. So, Leo, what oh, do we got? Okay. News, nerd news. Oh, nerd news. Yeah. Let me. So, so I know it's been a couple weeks. I was on vacation since we did a show, but you know, I know a bunch of DC news dropped. Uh, the cancellation of Batgirl. Uh, I know we haven't talked about it yet. Um, James Gunn announced that all his projects are safe. Yes. Awesome. 
Uh, oh, oh, wait, Leo. Small thing. Thank yes. you to my vacation. I finally saw all of Peacemaker. Oh, nice. Yeah, what'd you like? Or Did what, you love it? You, you must have loved it. Okay, fucking amazing. <laughs> like, hands down. I was like, thank you, JetBlue, for providing HBO Max. Um, <laughs> and I saw Peacemaker. I was like, well. This is going to make this three and a half hour trip to Puerto Rico just fly right by. And you know what? It did. Um, they were great. Every episode was great. Um, all the side characters, wonderfully quotable. John Cena just owned the role. Um, all the side characters were great. Um, I like that it's still left open. And I'm excited that there's going to be season two. I'm like, oh, yes. More of this, please. Unless they cancel that. No, they did not. Uh, no, no, they no. James announced all his projects were safe. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So, That's so, a James can, so I just wanted to say that. <gasps> Continue, please. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what do we think about Batgirl being canceled? Don't care. Uh, I'm not upset about it. But I think it's a dis- I, Number one, I didn't even know it was I didn't even know it was happening until they said that it was canceled, but it does suck that they they dropped ninety million dollars and a bunch of actors went and spent a shit ton of time and I'm sure they got paid for it, but yeah, never to really benefit I, for it if they did I, any back end deals. I think they, it's really disappointing that they didn't want. I think this decision should have come sooner before all that money and, like Rich said, an effort was spent. I think it's really not fair to all those people who put in the time and the effort, including the directors and everybody. Um, you know, and then, like I said, it, it's I hate bringing it up, but it's the same situation with Black Adam. Black Adam has the same approval that Batgirl did, but that's still going to theater because they're hoping The Rock will save it. Well, and, yeah, they you got know, the big right. name. Well, that was before the reshoot, supposedly, but it is sad that they didn't try to, to reshoot the Batgirl if they were unhappy with it. Yeah, and, and and I heard that they're now they're like, oh, they want to like have her in different, like give cameos and stuff. I was like, listen, you can't just t- give someone a movie, take it away from them, and then say, okay, we'll give you a cameo though. That that's like giving somebody a participation ribbon. I was like, listen, just take the loss, man. Don't don't try to make them and feel special. And we're still getting a Flash it. movie. We're yeah. still getting the Flash movie after all of that controversy. Yeah, and did, did I see something about another? He he did like some kind of apology and saying, that yeah, it's it some was very. Very uh, generic. Half, yeah, I, I was, I don't know if it was induced him. by the studio being like, dude, we're about to drop you. You better drop some kind of statement to the public mm-hmm. and go do a rehab or psychiatric for a few weeks. At least that no, was my yeah, I heard. I hope that he's going to get the help he needs. But. Well, it, it was definitely a. Definitely I, a PR person wrote that. Uh, yeah. My opinion is that, you know, definitely uh, seems like a PR person wrote that, you know, just to start softening the blows. Yeah. I don't know where they're going to go with that. I hope yeah. Danny just gets help. Like, because dude's yeah, in a tailspin. Yeah. Well, th- there's talk of uh, they did some more flash reshoots over the summer. Uh, they added a scene to Shazam. Uh, is it Shazam or Black Adam? I think it's Black Adam. Black Adam. Uh, that's going to uh, tie mo- more into the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a, you know, being a DC fan, a lot of it's on hope. 
and thinking about what they've done so far, you know, it's like the the symbol hope. of Krypton. That was important in Sandman. Hope, hope. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so important you know, in all of DC well, at this point. Well, you, you think about it. You know, they could have just DC's been like a lot of hit and miss. You know, for mm. the longest time. And if I you agree. have, you know, Zaslov's coming in. Let's say he wants to repair. Hopefully, he wants to repair the DC uh, ex- extended universe. You I know. didn't know that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the comments while you're talking. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there was some scenes of Brendan Fraser as Firefly. There's a scene of him like fighting on a fire truck with like flames oh, no and kidding. everything. Yeah. yeah let's not forget that Batman uh, 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 Keaton is actually in that movie that got axed. And so is Brendan Fraser as Firefly. Mm-hmm. So um, there was a lot yeah. of talent in there. Oh, so yeah. that's interesting that they axed like to get Keaton back as Batman. Well, like, well, yeah, and we're never going to see it. Well, we're going to see him right. in the flash though. Yeah. But they're also bringing back uh, Ben Affleck too. Yeah. So, but they're not, Cavill's not coming back. So yeah, uh, he's done. I, I think Affleck's coming back for Aquaman, maybe? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's part of the reshoot. So, so the rumor is yeah, that we're going to see... part of the reshoot. We're going to see Cavill. We are going to? See, I saw a thing the other day that said Cavill said he doesn't want to be in the role anymore. Really? I could be wrong. I also I also saw it's a... The internet, uh, so. it, it is the internet. And uh, what what's the Marvel... Uh, Justice League. Oh, the, uh, the Avengers. Yeah. The Avengers. No, 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 no. It's like an actual Justice League ripoff. They have a Justice Squadron League. Supreme. Yeah, Squadron oh, Supreme. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was an article I saw where uh, they were saying uh, Cavill and talks to play that Superman in, in Squadron Supreme. Hyperion. Hyperion. Yeah. Uh, I would be yeah, uh, J. Boy, I that that is most likely Drew. He has slow internet. Is that slow enough for you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Flash, TV flash. Yeah, a lot of people want Gustin to jump into the role, but I think they yeah. spent too much money. It would be too much in reshoots. I would love to see a good old Wesley Ship. If I can pull off a little cameo. Yeah, that would Absolutely. be dope. But, I mean, the man's um, all over CW, so you know the fans would love it. Damn I'm you, just Deadpool. glad. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but, um, like I said, DC right now, I'm sorry, it's not really high on my priority list. I feel like a lot more they're just making more mistakes than they are winning. And I understand that they're under a time of transition. So I'm just hoping better things come of it because, per- Leo, you said hit or miss. Me- personally, I feel a lot of it's been missed with a very few amount of hits. Well, you know, as of as of recently, I think they've been more. Hit Shazam was fantastic. Yeah. The yeah, last I, Suicide I Squad movie was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, all the HBO Wonder Max Woman stuff sucked. Has been Doom Patrol was great. Doom Patrol, yeah, all those the shows have been Doom really Patrol. good. Harley Quinn. That cartoon, yeah. the third season, holy crap. That's yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> a lot of sex in that one. A lot of sex. Well, yeah, and, and Batman singing? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love James Gordon in that show. I'm sorry. James Gordon and Harley Quinn is 
Mwah, superb. Well, that's because Christopher Maloney is Gordon. Oh. He just plays crazy exceptionally well. Oh, just fantastic. And, and Clayface, like, who cannot love well, I, that? I'm really clamoring for um, a Morbius 2. More Morbius time? <laughs> you just broke the internet. <laughs> Uh, so, somebody, so spe- speaking of Harley, somebody um, today was trying yes. to, I was reading through, uh, some things on the interwebs and somebody today was trying to say that Sony was doing better at building a universe than DC. I was like, hold on, just because they're like pushing these movies and not stopping doesn't mean they're doing better. <laughs> like they just yeah. are throwing the shit against the wall and like, let oh, it rip. I yeah. know about this. I saw. I follow Frank Cho, and he did one of the alternate covers for this. So, um, yep. I've. I have to admit, I ordered three covers. Oh my! Really? Of course, yeah. you did. Jesus so, Harley so, so, Quinn's thirtieth anniversary special. You milestone one. chaser. Are you doing the 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 Riddle Riddlers uh, uh, year one? Uh no. Oh, that looks so good. It's it's supposed to have a, 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 a... He is the actual planner of the killing joke. Or, yeah, the killing joke. And he gives the plan to the Joker because he got bored with it. So, like, so this, is, this... this is not one bad day. Oh, yeah, one bad day. That's what it is. Oh, Sorry. Oh, oh, it is. Okay, so that just came out or that yeah. came out today. Yeah, well, tomorrow. Okay. Today, tomorrow today well uh yeah dc's on tuesdays now from what i understand weird i know uh so that yeah must really mess up lcs's uh, yeah here's the book no you can't have it till tomorrow yeah uh yeah that does look uh so tom king uh yeah that, that and does tom look... king's a great writer by the yeah. way yeah yeah i'm picking up just because his name's on it i'm also reading another book by him from image called everlasting love I know, weird, but Tom King, he, he, the guy can write, I don't know, his Mr. Miracle run, the, the Vision uh, run was great. Well, like Batman volume Batman, three start, started off really strong. You know? I loved his whole run. I, I don't care what anybody says. Like Even Mr. the Miracle cat and the, okay. we all knew the cat and bat weren't going to marry, but like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy that part of it, you know, when when they took the vacation. Uh, it was just that whole Bane City got a little complicated. All right, you, no, you're right. The Bane City was a little lame. Yeah, but before, <laughs> before that, uh, uh, Gotham Dude, Girl and... He's the reason cat, Kite Man's in Harley Quinn, I bet you. Because yeah. he made you care about Kite Man and Batman. I was oh, just Kite like, Man's origin story in that? Holy shit. I was just like, holy crap. Yeah. I thought this, and I was, oh, no words. If only he could write Condiment King. Right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, real quick uh, so Harley Quinn uh, comes out September 20th. And uh, so these are the covers I picked up. Uh, this is uh, classic Art- Harley. Yeah, Stanley nice. Art Germ. Hubba, hubba. Wow, that's an Art Germ cover. No, that's yeah. no wonder you got it early. It's going to sell very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I also pre-ordered the Bruce Tim. Oh, 
That is really nice. Yeah. I gotta tell my guy to get me that one. That one is. Oh, is that a special order one, or is that uh, like still retail? All of these were were. Uh, I just called my local uh, comic shop and said, "Hey, could you order these for me?" And he, yeah, he messaged me what, that uh, he was able. What to get last one? There? Last one is uh, obviously uh, Bermejo. Nice. So I I, I can you call him Bermejo. I call him Bermejo. Yeah. I, I get names wrong. You know that. Yeah, I just figure it's got to be like Spanish. So the J is not there. Bermejo. Bermejo. So uh, Bermejo. Swamp Thing was awesome. I was yeah. Um, so is there any other comic news? I have to be honest. I haven't really followed up much. Uh, uh, no, it was just uh, a lot of the items were uh, from DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, see okay so, well sandman was technically part of vertigo which was an extension of dc so not too crazy yep. to think indeed indeed yes. and uh who did did anyone not like sand who doesn't like sandman this is an amazing amazing story. i have to be honest with you i it's one of the few things i don't really think i've seen much criticism against it no, I was kind of sh- shocked that Neil Gaiman came out about the the gatekeeping of the show. I, I being on the comic boards that I am, usually there's always Jeremy, something. Yeah, Jeremy, and I haven't I'm not seen surprised. much. Honestly, well, I'm not surprised because honestly, considering how beloved the series is, it's not really surprising that there would be people who gatekeep it. I mean, when Sandman came out, people who didn't even read comics were buying the book. Like, oh it, yeah. Like, really changed the game and the black orchard by uh yeah. gaming was oh yeah that's amazing we should definitely look at that at one point um i also want to say this and uh, i know people credit alan moore for the person who creating the term graphic novel which he despises by the way um but of course what else is new um i kind of feel neil gaiman is really more to tribute to that because if you read his work there's definitely a sort of the way he writes, the stories. They feel more like literature than it does like your run-of-the-mill comics. Yeah, he's a magical yeah. storyteller, Drew. He, he definitely is. And I've read enough of his work, and I, I, I admittedly own quite a bit of it. Um, I've read quite a lot. Not everything he I've read from him has resonated with me as much as Sandman did, but it's still pretty great. Um Fun fact, Sandman was actually one of the books I read with uh, Angie, my girlfriend, first when we were uh, first dating because she had never read it. And I owned it, but I never read it. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, like I'll I'll loan the books to you. So and she she reads so much faster than I do. So I had to blow through like Sandman in two weeks. And if you guys have ever seen the later volumes, later volumes are thick. Oh, yeah. Like, gee, I don't know how I did it. And I read the whole thing. And honestly, like, it's honestly truly one of the best comics of the genre. And I also think it we're never going to see something like Sandman again. It really was lightning in a bottle for 70-something issues. You know, Neil just nailed it. Yeah. And, and it was taking uh, an old character and actually making a whole new character with the old character, which exactly. was amazing. Right. Like, 
and and that's what it should be like that's in my mind that's how a remake should be done you take something that's already there and you make it in a way where it pays respect to what was before but it's still not allowed to be its own thing and uh, interestingly enough um that original character um for those of us that have finished the series and i won't ruin anything that but he does pay homage to that character oh yeah yeah so yeah, very well too i was like when i saw it on the show i was just like, oh, oh. so we're going to start talking about that i would love i think the best thing to do is we talk about the comic first and then we can talk about how it compares to the series because mm-hmm. there are definitely things that are very different which yeah. i've been telling people who've been getting into it because of the show mm-hmm. um well, I, yeah. Uh, to be Maybe. honest with you, uh, so uh, as you know, I was on vacation last week, and uh, you know everybody's been talking about the Sandman. I've never read it, so uh, you know first read for Leo. So first Same read here. for me. But the thing was, I binged Netflix show first. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay, uh, and, and absolutely. Do you friggin- have the same feeling as me? Like the show, like detailed so much more for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, watching the show first, I'm like, as I'm reading the book, I'm like, okay, this is where they're taking stuff from. And, and yes. you know, oh, wow, they got they they took this word for word, you know, just like, yeah, yeah, it, it, it the, was. Yeah. yeah just, and the different nuances were like just nuances that like it didn't destroy anything. It, no, it, no really, and, and where it improved upon the book, uh, like John D. Yeah was a uh, amazing you know not dude that episode in oh, the show so good holy true once you get to episode i know you've read it read the book but the episode holy fuck well is that it... that episode and the episode where he meets the guy every hundred years mm. i like that a lot that was really cool oh yeah I... and... Well, I, all I've encompassing interesting favorite. enough drew i'm sorry just gonna say this one thing no, and i'll fine. let you take it um no, that's fine the, the the feeling of the both the comic and the show is growth and the changes that have been made from the comic back in 1989 to 2022 is also Neil's growth yeah and he expresses it so beautifully I really think yeah. he does like yeah there, the, the the only criticism I have and it's a very small thing was I feel like Netflix has this way about just changing the gender of a character. And to me, sometimes I I don't understand why. Like, actually, like, uh, so I apparently, uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, made a comment about the change of sexes in some of the characters. And, uh, he explained it. Um, if you were to write the Sandman for the first time today, that is how he would have wrote it. Okay. Well, it's just for me, yep. like, like having death portrays an African American character. That didn't bother me because death really has no race, no yeah. identity. No, it's no a, it's a, you know exactly. Right. They they have existed as different people, ethnicities, different shapes for yeah, thousands that. of years. I even well. feel like Absolutely. the endless probably would be appear to each person differently too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so also, 
also having her portrayed as a, a female and, and just how that character acted. Um, You're talking about Constant, the Constantine character. No, yeah. no, not Constantine. Death. Yeah. Death. Well, she was female in the comic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she was. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Was. I'm sorry. But she yeah. was just white. Yes. More, more, more like pale. But that, that mm. actually, that scene from comic to show, almost perfect, like word for word. And like again, there are some moments, especially like I said, I'm, I'm going off what I've watched so far. There are moments that again, because I read the book and it's still fresh in my mind. I was like, wow, this is visually page from page, just how you know it looks. And again, I didn't mind that they changed certain things like Leo, uh, Rich, and, and Jeremy. We've talked about that they really kind of removed a lot of the DC continuity stuff, yeah. which, mm -hmm. again, we get it because we know who these characters are. But there's really no need no. to introduce people to these things. Um, you know, but it was kind in, of... Like, could you imagine the populist meeting? First things first, I'm sorry. The fact that Etrigan showed up and on top of it, he's still anytime Etrigan shows up and he's rhyming is for me is a win. Um but it's one of the most ridiculous demons in the world. And I'm just like, I love it. Oh yeah. Totally Kirby But oh, yeah. there one other criticism I have is I really wish they had done more with with death, um, where his we don't really see his eyeballs. Like I kind mm -hmm. of would have liked more of like the blackened eyes. Oh, you mean like, the, Corinth the Corinthian? No, I'm talking about. I'm not. I'm talking about Dream. I'm sorry, Dream. Oh, Dream, Dream. Yeah. You know, because uh, you know, it's kind of like how I feel like when you see Batman's eyes. You know, it. I want to say it loses some of that scare, but I just mm -hmm. feel like again, like that's how he's portrayed. He's just the black eyes, but he's got the glowing like star lights and whatnot. And um, you know, and I understand that's sometimes hard to do with a human person, but mm -hmm. you know, you can't tell me. You know, it's not possible. But yeah. goddamn, so, that guy had the cheekbones of Sandman for sure. God. Oh, oh, yeah, I no, think no, they no. did well <laughs> casting him, but he feels... It's almost like he's the, the sparkly Sandman. Like, like they did well casting, like, visually, but, like, he's very pretty. Like, flawless. Like, like look at Sandman right there. He has kind of a, a dark... Don't get me wrong. I still loved it. I think he's a great, did a great portrayal. But yeah. uh, even uh, Emily, my girlfriend, was just like, I, I feel like uh, he's like the Twilight version of Sandman. I'm like, hmm. You know, again, I I, I'm still catching up. But I, I mean, like I said, I thoroughly am enjoying what I've been seeing. And again, rereading the book, I was amazed how much, I like having, re having read it already, I was amazed how much I remembered. And it's still great. Like I loved Cain and Abel. I forgot how much I enjoyed Cain and Abel as characters. Um, yeah, and they pull your heartstrings yeah. with the dragon for real. Yeah, uh, the gargoyle. The gargoyle. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. The name. yeah. Gargoyle has to start with the G name. Yeah, why? Um, why? Why they have to a spoiler? But uh, call him Goldie. Greg. No, I mean Gregory. Why? Why? Why they have to do him like that? <laughs> Yeah, that yes. was a little sad, but you know, but because you know why Leo is because it he wouldn't have made another sense. egg, because it wouldn't have made sense with the contracts, you know. <laughs> so again, 
they, they had to they had to cement the Sandman's character that you know it, yeah. yes he he had a heart but he had to do what he had to do but he because he he always uh, felt obligations were more important yeah. you know and, and that and, part of the growth of his humanity had how he changed over the and, series and it's really funny because when like I remember reading an interview that Neil said that he has mixed feelings about the first four issues. Because he was really getting his footing, you know, he's really trying to find his voice with the story. So he says that in each, like he he's still proud of them, but he said like in each ones he could kind of see flashes. And he said it was the story where death and dream meet, and he kind of moonlights with her doing her responsibilities. That's when he said he felt everything really clicked. You know, after he had dream had been freed, he'd got his ruby back, he got the pouch, he got the sand. Um you know, after the whole stuff with, with John D. Um, it was also really nice seeing it's really nice seeing Constantine working with him. You know, I, um, I have to say they also casted uh, the devil quite well. Oh, yeah. Right. I heard good things. Yeah. Yeah, but she, she Lucifer Morningstar. So, so, so speaking of, of the cast, there was only a handful of characters that were really well known mm. uh, in doing my research for this. I, I was going through the entire cast and like all of them, it's mostly, you know, British shows and it's, it's there. A lot of them are, they're really, this is their first big role. Uh, the main, uh, let me pull up my, my notes here. So uh, Tom uh, Sturridge um, was uh, dream. Uh, Obviously, Dream, this is his first uh, major role. Um, Boyd, the Corinthian, he's uh, he's known for Narcos, uh, Hatfield and McCoys. He's uh, a, a creepy mofo. Yeah, and but he's also slated for Indiana Jones 5. I thought he I, looked, I thought at a, for the Corinthian, I thought he looked great. Like, you know, he had that. Uh, you know, attitude and swagger, and whatnot, and it's it kind of interesting because it made sense that he's like the overarching villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because if you're going to think about it, what dream, or in this case, what nightmare, would be strong enough to want to challenge his maker? And Corinthian, really, you know, what are you going to be brute and glob? Come on. Um, so, um. Going on the, the casting, Leo. I'm sorry. Um, yep. the guy that played Funland. Oh my oh. god, looks exactly, exactly oh, yeah. like the guy in the comic. Funland was oh man, they could not have portrayal. cast that closer. Yeah, I, like it was really amazing. I, I will say, I really hope that the speaking of the second volume now, everyone, and for those who aren't aware. If you do essentially read the first two volumes of Sandman, that's basically what the first season of Sandman covers. So read those. You might understand what yeah. we're talking about. Um, first two for, volumes or the first 16 they, issues. They crammed yeah, a lot into those 10 episodes. And I, they, 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 were, they weren't even full hour episodes, most of them, right? And, I think they were like and, 45, 48 minutes. Eh. I thought the story with Nada was great, you know. And, I, and just for any reference, uh, Jeremy, that – that her her imprisonment is a is a future storyline. Oh, cool. he does go back for her. 
So just I, I was wondering about because I love the origin stuff, and all of a sudden he's like going past, and he's just like, "Oh, by the way, blah blah blah." No, I, I don't. Right. Uh, and and, and what good. they're talking about, guys, is the fact that um, when he's led through, when Dream is led through hell in the Netflix show, they but, just have what's the name of the demon? He just has a conversation show? with this woman about not forgiving her for mm -hmm. whatever she did, but they don't get into that. But the comic delves way deeper into that yeah, story. Okay. Yeah, it's oh, sad story. Yeah. But oh, I will also say this, that the Hobgoblin story has been one of my is one of my favorites. And I will also recommend that if you guys really enjoyed that, read the third volume of Sandman. There's more about Dream's deal with Shakespeare that really is fantastic. I mean, the third volume one is the only graph it's the only comic series that ever won the hugo oh nice and and it was so surprising to them that they made it so that it would be the only one <laughs> um but there is how do i put this dream arranges for william shakespeare and his men to perform midsummer's night dream in front of a crowd that you wouldn't believe that's all i'm gonna say and it's a great story. So the third volume, I definitely recommend you guys reading because it is really great. Um, but I love Hob. You know, Hob was great. I love the idea that every hundred years they would meet, and you that, see that is the such a Fantastic. That oh, is yeah. so fantastic. It's a profound storyline where death it, it and dream just walk into this bar. How how would you guys feel? Like, I myself would definitely take immortality like even if i was poor desolate like whatever like i i think it for the me, fear I, of I, what's after for me is so scary well like, <laughs> sorry that was uh, me uh, no worries so so jeremy uh i i totally get you with the fear of not knowing what comes after but it was more of the hope of what else is there to see oh yeah no i get that too. well like, well no i mean i mean future. going going with the show uh, i mean talking about you know hob you know and a lot of it was taking word from word from word for word from the book um but, but jeremy to answer your question i i would not no you I want do not to desire end. that i'm good man i'm 50 give me another see, 30 years I give me another 30 years i would years, be good, good with like I would be good with partial immortality. Like, give me like two, three hundred, and then I'm like, I'm good. I, I, I can't do Hob. I've always had five hundred So you guys all want to? Well, you don't, Jeremy, but you guys would all want to work for another hundred years or so. Work? Ha. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I said, well, that's why I preface with you don't work. <laughs> um. Uh, but, well, I take care of five kids, a house. I work. Well, I, I know it's different seven. kind of work. I, I mean. <laughs> You know what I mean. But I think the other thing I do, I like to be I really, that asshole. <laughs> I, really that enjoyed, I really enjoyed the thing about that story is that it set up a lot of things. You had you had him making his deal with William Shakespeare. Yeah. You had uh, Joanna Constantine, John's predecessor. Um, well, his ancestor, you know, and the fact that we would see her. And we do see her in other Stamman storylines. And those are also great. Um 
I that also is not really... different from the comic or the series. It's it's both no. female and both. That is not a gender. Exactly. And uh, I really liked the scene where Hob basically says, this is why you keep meeting me. You, you're lonely too. You want a friend. Oh, and... yeah. Uh, it, it, it's not changed a ton, but that scene definitely definitely hit more on on the show i'd have to say yeah and then i love in the book when he's like i'm not sure you would show it and he and he shows up and he's got his you know his 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 cure style haircut his jacket and everything he's smiling he's like yes i was i was told it's improper to keep a friend waiting and i was like oh man this is a good ending you know yeah it's one of those where if the story heart feel good yeah um and then I'm sorry, Doll's House was just fantastic. I mean, you have all these multiple parts moving. And I know they couldn't include it in the show, or from what I um, surmise, I thought this storyline with the replacement Sandman facing Morbius, Morpheus was just both awesome and really sad. Because he had to do what he had to do. But I was like, damn. Yeah, that's definitely handled uh, differently in the in the show. Uh, yeah. They created, a, they merged two characters into one um, and yeah, changed who the Sandman is. Um, yeah, but I, I love the idea who, when he faces him, he says who he is and Mor- Morpheus just takes off his helm and just is laughing. He's just like, humanity, you son of a bitch. You never fail to make me laugh. You know, <laughs> Um, One part of the book that hit me a little bit harder than in the series, though, was when him and Death were walking around talking about everything and Death uh, takes the baby in in the book. The baby talks to Death and like that hit a lot harder for me. Like that brought a tear to my eye. I was like, oh, crap. Like they're like they're like I knew they were conscious of what was happening in the show, but it Mm made it feel more real oh, I, in the book. But before you make your comment there, Drew, I just wanted to say, um, Jeremy, um, I took it that the baby was talking. We just couldn't hear uh, the way, uh, the way death was responding. Oh, I, I agree. But yeah. th- that's why I knew that the baby was conscious of what was happening. But yeah. like yeah. in the book with the baby actually responding and you, you can read that the baby's responding. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah you like, get that fatherhood twinge there, my friend. Yeah, well, it, it, it happened in the show. I'm like, as soon as I saw her, with, I was like, oh, fuck. But then yeah. in the book, I, it like actually got me to be like, oh, crap. The baby's like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but the way I, also that I, death I, lays it out that they're there to serve humanity. Yeah. It's not the and other I, way around. Yeah, and in dreams, just like I don't understand that, like you know, this is the same as them being born, and like mm-hmm. you know, death is just a part of the process, and blah blah blah. But he just like, but he learned by the end. Mm, yeah. Well, and and and, the, and in the book, um, she has a thing where every I think thousand years she spends a day as a mortal as her way of understanding them. So Gaiman wrote I think two mini series uh, detailing that. Um, and there are also pretty solid reads if you guys are interested enough. I think one of them is called High Cost of Living. Um, they're both pretty great. You know, it was him and Chris Bacalo did the artwork for that. It was pretty solid. Um, 
But yeah, the death story. Has anybody seen any of these characters cosplayed recently? Like really recently, even in pictures? Um, because I'm I'm gonna see that coming. They're coming if they're not. Oh yeah. Oh, listen, we're gonna see a ton of. I feel like we're gonna see a lot. Like death, I've seen. I I know some. I know one or two people who've done death. Um, and fun fact, um, I'm sure you've seen the series. Um, you guys saw Merv. I've cosplayed as him. That's the Who's pumpkin. Merv. Merv uh, the, 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 what I take him as a gardener. Yeah, he's uh, the gardener, the custodian of the dreaming. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was yeah. voiced by uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, Very well. So I've, I've cosplayed him, and I, and I am so psyched that I can bring that back because I love. That, that did anybody get that it was from from Sandman, or did they all go like, "Hey, the Wizard of Oz guy"? <laughs> no one really noticed. Again, you know how it is. It's when you do those obscure ones. One person did notice, and they did really appreciate it. That's cool. Um, you know, but but it, you know, it, honestly, it was just fun to do, and I'm so glad to bring it back now that you know more people would understand who he is. I just kind of think I'm just going to bring. A, a, a broom and just keep sweeping up the place. I'm smoking my cigar. Um, well, I, I but, can see definitely a lot of people uh, for ease is definitely uh, definitely him, but also John D. I, yeah. I mean, walking and around. I put on a great performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's his best yeah. since it, it, uh, yeah. Harry in Potter. The, in the comics, he's almost rotting. Yeah. He the, the I think the, mm-hmm. the, the that change is because the the fantasy was would be too much. I think for the the everyday viewer. Yeah, they wouldn't know how to explain it properly. Yeah. Like for us comic nerds, it was like, oh yeah, this makes. I don't even need it explained. Mm-hmm. He's a burnt up dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think or that's like, the thing. Sorry, Richard. You go. No, go ahead, Drew. I'm sorry. I've been interrupting that's you all night. I know it's all good. I think we're just stepping over each other because we're getting used to the sync of things again. This is what happens when you're on vacation. Like, to talk to people about things? How dare I? It's something um, we all enjoy, apparently. Yes, we do. We're climbing over each other. Um, but I think the thing that I really enjoyed was that in the comics, I liked the tie-ins to DC because you get the idea that while they are... that that's part of their world. It's very much its own thing. And I think that's something that's sometimes very much missing in comics. Comics are so focused now on being interconnected that they lack sometimes the potential to be their own story. Yeah. You know, right. uh, some the, characters can't. The first one, Drew, was the, um, I'm assuming about the Ruby and uh, with Martian Manhunter in the comic. Mm-hmm. And Scott Free. And Oh, yeah. And then yeah. Mr. Miracle, Scott Free. Well, yeah. and, and apparently that's the same Dreamstone from Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. Oh, the monkey's paw. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, so again, you know, it's, I personally enjoyed it. You know, that um, Hector Hall showing up, who, if I'm correct, that's linked to Hector Hall, because I know I've heard that name before. I feel like that's connected to Carter Hall, who, as we all know, is Hawkman. Hawkman. No. Yeah. 
And oh, then, oh, oh, um, so yeah, I, I was in my research uh, today. Um, Hector Hall is Hawkman's son. Oh, oh, thank you. There you go. Right. Yeah, and right. Um, connected Leo. And Lita also had a connection as well. Right, because I remember later on, Hector becomes the new Doctor Fate. At one point, it was later in the, uh, the early 2000s uh, Justice Society that Jeff Johns was doing. Thank you. My brain was like, there's a connection there, but it was just I, not. I, I only knew because I just read about it, you know, just a little bit yeah, ago. And good I can't digging, remember, Leo. Good digging. I can't remember Lita's connection, though. Uh, she also had two superhero parents. Well, Hippolyta, you know, that... Oh, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if that was some sort of... Yeah, I think she has a Wonder Woman connection. I think there is yeah, a Wonder Woman connection. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, but I will say one more thing. Um, my God, the stuff that Neil put Jed through. I mean, that little kid, man. Dear God. Uh, like, yeah, uh, so Lita, Lita Hall is the daughter of Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. There you go. Sure. There you go. But, but I will say one more thing: the serial killer convention in the comic. Oh. When I first when I first read it in the comic, I was like, "Wow," because you don't think of something like that, but you're like, "What would that like?" You know, because we especially we just went to a con, so you're imagining it like a serial My killer God. convention, like yeah, where they, when you watch the episode, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, not Sweet. at all. I'm, yeah, very excited. I, I'd have to say the episode handled it a hell of a lot better. I, I loved the issue. Uh, there were several issues that were friggin' amazing. Um, and the the show handled them even better. But the serial uh, convention, the ending to that, mm -hmm. okay. when you think about what, what Dream did to them, it's very similar in, in the book. But okay. their reactions are a lot more uh, gruesome, and okay. uh, um, the ramifications. It, that the ram yeah, ramifications it, were definitely a lot more. As the great Stan Lee said, "Enough said." Got it. Yep. Um, right. 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 And and listen, like e even the like the diner scenes from earlier in the series. Um, are very different in the comic versus the show. Yeah, no less interesting. And I was having eight-year-old watch the show with me up until episode five, and I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, it's episode five. I was like, no. Yeah, when um, nope. that guy from the kitchen dropped that. what he's yeah. been doing with Bet's son. Yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, uh, his son in the comic, his son's out. Selling his ass in Gotham. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, also the comic made the connection with Rose. Right. Yeah. Her friend was the one in the diner. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. So, yeah. It, again, like I said, when Neil was going, he he still connected things really well. Um. But. And, and again, this is this is a version of you know, again, nineteen eighty nine. 1999, 2009, 2019, 30, 33, 34 years later, yeah. Neil's a different writer. And he, if, if, if this is the way he wanted to craft it differently than when he originally crafted it, maybe this it's is now his new vision for this whole story. And, and, I, I, and I saw nothing wrong with any of it. It was, it was beautiful. 
Um, it paid beautiful homage to the original characters, mm-hmm. um, said everything they had to say in the comic. I mean, there, there, there were there was there's an image where Dream is in the comic, and I, I I don't know where he's phasing from one place to another. Is exactly like that in the show. Yes. Oh, the yeah, that was freaking dope. Yeah. Yes, that is a perfect description, Jeremy. I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yours is better because you have the lights shining on you. It's very much yeah. like... Yeah, it's on and off. But I will say this, though. I I understand why it took so long to adapt. Like, Neil has been very insistent about protecting it from crappy adaptations for the last, like Rich said, 30-something years. You know, and I honestly, this to me makes a really good appeal that some comic book properties function better as shows than they would as movies. Like, like I love the Gamma Totoro Hellboy stuff. Like, I think they did a great job with those. I honestly feel Hellboy would be better as a show because I feel I like you'd be able most, to do the stories justice. I think most comics should be done as shows and build up to a encompassing movie like it, mm. it kind of you, you could do the storyline a lot but like because i love the marvel shows like you get so much more it's a 10-hour movie each time like, oh, yeah. Yeah. drew just saw peacemaker finally and oh, yeah. uh, come on drew hbo max i mean that, that's like four movies yeah it was. And, and, and it's so good so, well, so it, good. looking at looking at sandman though as a reference um having a show having an episode cover a single issue where you can For get real. that deep into it yeah. is it, it really proved that you perfect. can get all that detail too yeah it, like it's true. Mm-hmm. so I just, I, bullshit on all y'alls <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Again, I just think that we need to, and I feel, I feel, comp, um, I feel, comp corporations are starting to notice more and more that that's the way to go. I mean, you've seen the success of the Marvel stuff, you know, you've seen the success of the DC animated things, you know, and now Netflix has done pretty well with their adaptations. I mean, the only one I can think of really is like Umbrella Academy, which, you know, considering its source material, is pretty well adapted. Um, I'm really enjoying that show. Oh, and Lock and Key. Oh yeah, Lock and Key. I've been watching that new season. I th- I think they could have ended it with the second. I think they yeah, Le- yeah, Leo. I'm, I think I'm stretching, gonna... stretching the material out a little bit. Oh. Yeah, Leo. I'm gonna respectfully decline on that one because since Lock and Key was rated PG-13, I feel like they couldn't go as hard as the book does. Like the book goes in. Like holy. Shit. Oh, do we have oh, well, another TV versus? My sister book. loves that writer Joe oh. Hill, and from the show, I'm oh. like, eh? oh my god, I got to, meet, I got to meet I liked him. The first season a lot. The second season was like, eesh. yeah, I got to meet him at C2E2 in 2020, and it was one of the rare moments where I was kind of starstruck because one, I've read at least two of his books. I did read Nosferatu, which. I loved and I really enjoyed the first season of the show that they did on that they they had they did mm-hmm. with Zachary Quinto as the vampire. Yeah, very good. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, he was great. But the thing that blew me away is how much he looks like his dad. Oh my god! Like the the beard and the glasses. I'm like, oh my god, this is like meeting Stephen King, and I would die. I would die. Um, 
a weird guy, but I would die. Um, but Joe is so nice. And it's so, speaking of lock and key, I have one of my, my friends who lives in North Carolina. Um, she's a big lock and key fan. It's like one of the only books she loves. And I told him, as I tell you, an autograph, he drew her a key mm -hmm. um, on like a back, on, on the back of a board. And he signed it for her. And I sent it to her. And she was like, I was like, you have a key unlike any other. I made the joke, you have the Joe Hill key. <laughs> and she's like, I'm getting this framed. And I'm like, good, do it. You know? And I was like, and I got that for free. So best friend ever. Very cool. No, but I'm just so thrilled that Sandman is getting its the attention it deserves because it's it's weird because it's not exactly a cult hit in comics, but it 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 definitely is on a shelf of its own in the comic genre, I feel. And mm -hmm. it's really nice that a lot of other writers have been able to contribute to it because I feel there's been a lot of pushback when other writers would write for it. Like I remember they did a, a masterpiece theater for Sandman that some people criticized. They're like, oh, this is a Neil and everything. At some point, and Neil did contribute stories to it, by the way. So he definitely helped with the feel. It's always nice that there's more stories to tell in Sandman. And it's that's the point of it, is that Neil gave us this huge universe of, of characters that in writing them we see ourselves we are allowed criticism of humanity at its best and as its worst because like you know death said we they do not serve us we serve them we are part of the natural order of the world you know without them we wouldn't exist and it's you know, it's it, it, it's a big concept, and honestly, I think Sandman is the kind of thing that would be made for a fantastic debate. Like if you had like a nerd roundtable, I think some of the themes in Sandman just are just dying for just they're they're old questions. They're, that's what it is. They're old questions in a new format. Well, I feel like that the Netflix show. I mean, listen, our roundtable here goes from thirty-five to well 30s to 50s and um the a lot of younger people aren't familiar with sandman and this netflix series is going to bring that out so hopefully um it'll be a lot more red and uh we're going to get more series out of it and i feel like we cannot end this without talking about um dream versus lucifer dude <laughs> i i would have liked to seen belzebub but i understand once again, the fantasy might have been too far for the everyday person to see a fly standing there. <laughs> right, because in the comics, he was the lieutenant, correct? Yeah, yeah. It was not Corazon. Yeah. Uh, was... well, well, yeah, and on top of it, it was interesting to imagine that Hell was a triumvirate, you know, yeah. three. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, so, so and this it's beautiful. Just like even the entrance to hell, and the guy all of a sudden he's, he's like going, and all of a sudden like one of the things just like oh, out of the wall to like hit the thing. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. Oh my god! Oh, the what whole walls it? were the souls of the people, like oh, yeah. bodies. That was like yeah, great I, visual. Oh. It, and it's really funny that small things that Neil say that you you 
I feel like some people would look over, but when you think about it, you're like, oh my God, like the comment about uh, the suicide trees. He was like, yeah, when I was last here, they were but a, a small grove. Now they're a forest. You're like, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, that was an interesting little like tidbit that they put in there. Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because the endless have been around for eons. That, and I'm sorry, the way that Sandman got out of hell, it was genius. Mm-hmm. Like the way yeah. that he was like, how are you going to leave? He said, you know, what he's like, dreams have no purpose in hell. And he just drops that, that nugget of truth. And then you just see the crowds part. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. And that was one thing ripped right from the book as well. You know, the, him ending it with, you know, what would you do if nobody could dream of uh, heaven? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, and also, like for real, talking more it, about the epic casting. Um, once again, sorry, one of sorry, those questions, Jeremy. Um, but uh, Desire, um, the character, oh the actor that God. played Desire, not only oh. looks exactly like the character in the comics, but did a feel brilliant, that brilliant job. So, so Who is I sat by the way. Well, I if he, I I will tell Leo, you. Leo, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, so I, I took notes on uh, all the characters. Uh, that is Mason Alexander Park, who Mason played Alexander Desire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, best known as, uh, I would imagine, a voice actor uh, playing Gren in Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Uh, but or did the, they do the live action Cowboy Bebop? Well, I don't know. I, I will pull that up. Uh, but what was very interesting is uh, they are listed uh, for the new Quantum Leap. Oh, oh cool. So Scott Bakula is coming back for that, right? Oh, I hope so. Oh, please, please. Okay, so oh, yeah, Mason oh. Alexander Park is Desire. They played that. They and played... Is, um, is, is, wow. is Mason a transgender actor? Or are they? They, they or, or did were they only uh, playing is, a transgender character? Mason is a non-binary film, TV, and stage actor. Okay, okay. Um, so I use they properly. Look at yeah. me. Yeah. Good for uh, you. So they're best <laughs> known for uh, Hedwig on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yeah, uh, that, I can and, see that. Uh, Oh uh, yeah, and uh, the lot. Oh, and it was the live action uh, adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. I know the people who like Cowboy Bebop did not like that, but I actually thought, I've never watched the anime, so I'm sure I'm like, eh. but uh, I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Well, they uh, did a brilliant job. I mean, well, so so yeah on a lot of the actors like i mentioned the corinthian uh was in hatfield and mccoy's but he's also going to be in indiana jones 5 uh david thulis uh was john d uh we know him from harry potter uh, but he's also on a brand new show called the landscapers which looks really good that's on amazon prime he was also aries in Zack snyder's justice league and uh vm varga in fargo he the, him as Ares was just I was like really this is the god of war like uh, Lucifer we know is uh, Gwendolyn Christie from uh, Game of Thrones it's amazing uh, Jenna Coleman was Joanna Constantine she uh, played Victoria in Victoria 
She was Connie in Captain America and the First Avenger. And she was Clara in Doctor Who. Um, and let's see. Oh, Fidd Fiddler's Green. I oh, yeah. Holy okay. shit. Wait, wait, wait. So talk about Fiddler's Green. Okay, so Fiddler's Green does show up because I'm sorry. He is one of my, he was one of my oh, favorite. Oh, Fiddler's Green is so awesome in, in, the, uh, in the show. Um, they adapted him very well. It's almost identical. Um, but the his interaction with another character um, really makes sense on how they changed the other character. Okay, because I loved his mini meltdown when he was in the same elevator with the Corinthian. Like, mm -hmm. but I'm sorry, the coolest thing was when he gave Rose the slip of paper. He was like, "If you need, if you really need it, say his name. Read this out loud." And he said it, and he showed up to stop Funland from doing what he was going to do. I was like, "Dude, this is the coolest!" <laughs> and and he's just like, "Yeah, you know, he's like, you 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 had to do it, right?" He's like, "Yeah, we're going to have to deal with this." Yeah, but, you'll, um, you'll enjoy it when you get to it, Drew. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, but one more question, just in general, because there's one part of Sandman I always enjoyed, and I know he shows up, Matthew. Voiced by Pat Oswald, right? Yep. Yes. Correct. How did that fare? Because Please. I would have preferred not Patton because it, it, it was very obvious it was Patton. It, mm -hmm. He didn't. He doesn't really change up his voice, but uh, it, it was still it. A good. Yeah. Same here. Okay. I enjoyed well, it. Well, you know, he wouldn't really need to change up his voice though, because I mean, he is. I'm always a fan of when voice actors modify voice well, when actors you, when you can't picture them. Yeah, yeah, like because as soon as you hear them, I'm like, oh, it's 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 Pat and Oswald. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I'm st I, I'm just like glad. I didn't know Mark Hamill did uh, uh, Merv. Merv at first until I looked at the credits. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that until you guys just said it. Now I'm gonna have to rewatch that part. Um, I will say this though, Mind I'm you, just glad that I got to see a point where Sandman was done and it was done well because I know at one point they wanted to do it as like a movie, and I really don't think that would have worked. Uh, okay. this it would have had to be multiple movies, they couldn't have done yeah. it, in one movie. yeah, Definitely but not to this scope, yeah, it would no, have been but... like watching uh, uh, Dark Tower. Like, well, uh, apparently there's been several tries to do this as a movie, starting as mm -hmm. soon as, I believe, 91. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's true. And the most recent one was one where Joseph Gordon-Levitt was yep. supposed to star and direct, but then he left due to creative differences. So uh, that was a last one. But honestly, I'm I'm super thrilled about it. I'm really glad that a new generation of readers can discover Sandman on their own and appreciate it for what it is. And I'm all for people reading good comics. That That's just my moral of my story is I love recommending people good stories because then they find new things to connect with, new characters to love and aspire to. You know, that's how nerdery should be. And I think that's what Neil was talking about with the gatekeeping. Like these people, like oh, I was there when Sandman was coming out in the stacks. Like you're, you know, you know, 
And there are always going to be those people because they love something. So they feel it's their need to protect it. Well, but if uh, I, and we talked about this earlier, but in doing my, my research, uh, I, I stumbled into YouTube and just the negative videos Really, it was sickening. It was uh, about Sandman. About Sandman, yeah. Like uh, as I was saying, uh, through my comic groups and stuff, normally anything changed up in a comic series becomes like fodder for you know the people that are just like, oh, they're replacing us, blah blah blah. Yeah, I didn't uh, hear any of that. Yeah, the well, uh, the top videos that were coming up was you know Sandman is woke and uh, really? you know. Yeah, and uh, Neil Gaiman made uh, Sandman gay. Like, what the hell? Neil no, Gaiman can do Neil whatever Gaiman's he wants always been woke. You, yeah. Those are people that never read the comics, and they're idiots. Yep. I always yeah. love being called woke. I mean, listen, <laughs> the, the same thing happened when, San, when Lucifer left Sandman and started his own series, which I do recommend that we do review at one point, because I heard that is also amazing. My so, son loved the TV show. Well, yeah, and and okay. Leo, just let you know, but it's okay. Leo, just let you know, and essentially in Sandman, Lucifer hands over the keys to help and and abdicates his throne. So he goes to L.A., opens up yeah. a jazz club, and literally shit happens. And it was a really good series. Mike Carey and Peter Gross did it um, for like seventy something issues, um, but again, because it was about the devil. Of course, you had Christian conservative groups, oh, yeah. uh, you know, doing their thing like, oh, it's a common bag of the devil. Uh, you know, it's called literature, man. They uh, must I be mean, having a field day right now because the, uh, I can't remember the name of the publisher just put out this, uh, the Bible too. <laughs> and like oh, yeah. Jesus has freaking uh, M16s. Oh, <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. A uh, source point press. Right. But my point being is people will always complain, criticize. Personally, it's just like anything. You just filter it out. You just learn, you know, some people, this is what this is who they are. They're they're gonna complain. If it's if you serve them something, it's too cold. If then you put it back, then it's too hot, then it's too, it's not warm enough. You know, some people are just miserable. And they just like to spread their misery. So now they have someone to to look after for their misery because we have to spare. That's why most of those people will not be watching this show. So exactly. So in the end, I will recommend to anybody, and I've already did this because I have a friend who's watching the show, and I was like, "Hey, did you actually want to read the comics? I own them. We're not reading them anytime soon." He's like, "Oh yeah, totally borrow those." So that you know, welcome to good conversation. So, and, and, you know, like we, like we said earlier, you know, it doesn't matter if you read the comic first or watch the show first, you know, I I, I shared the internet link a few times with people too. They're like, Oh, I've been meaning to read this. I'm like, boom, here it is. No excuse now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Freecomics.com. Get them. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, we're oh, so should, we, should we crowbar this? Well, but oh, yeah. before we do, I just wanted to make sure I went through all my notes. Uh, so oh, yeah, talking sorry, about Leo. the comic. Uh, so some of the differences um, that uh, we mentioned. Uh, Hell, uh, the African princess, we talked about that. That was more fleshed out. The way they handled the sleeping sickness. 
I, I think the comic handled it a lot better. I do too. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Though they kind of just glossed over it in yeah. the series. Well, the, yeah, they glossed over it, but it was more of oh, people just fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. or didn't sleep, or slept yeah. walk. Like right. they didn't get into. I, I think yeah, the book definitely was more uh, intricate on that part. Yeah, uh, and uh, the, the yeah the I think how they handled Jed. Um, in the show, I preferred that better. Uh, Jed and the new character that they created. Um, I think that's about it for my notes. Um, so, yeah, go. Well, I was going to say, Rich, I don't think we should do crowbars this time. I think we should do uh, sandbag. Uh, sand. Oh, sandbag. Yeah, sandbags. Or hourglasses. Yeah, uh, sandbags. I don't know. Is sandbags the right term? I, I don't know. Some bags of sand? Like, bags of uh, mystical sand? Uh, but bags of oh, no. I got a good one. Ravens. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. They're not crows. Alright, huh? so we have, uh, we, we have to do what? The comic and the show. Yes. 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 So, so um, I'll, I'll set it off. And I'm going to say Five Crows for the comic series, because I've always loved it. And rereading Neil's interpretation is always amazing. And uh, I'm going to also say Five Crows for the Netflix series, because I loved it. uh, We watched two, three episodes a night, and uh, there was no part of it I disliked. Um, a matter of fact, right before we came on the show, we rewatched the Hell episode and the beginning nice. of the Diner episode. Oh, nice! So I totally plan on You're rewatching the series again and um, comparing some of the comic stuff over the next week or two. So um, I, I totally enjoyed it. I, I highly recommend it to everyone. Read the comic. Uh, Jeremy mentioned one. I do uh, readallcomics.com. He does free something comics.com. Freecomics.com. There you go. Um, Those ways, if you don't have the money to go buy them or get the hardcovers or the conglomerates, there are ways to do it. Um, Yeah. yeah, So, and and it's not stealing. There's all this advertising on them, so they're paid for. True, indeed. So you are not stealing. So uh, five Mm -hmm. ravens, all across the board. So, uh, and if we're we're going in clockwork rotation, Jeremy, that would be you next. Thank you, Rich. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Much appreciated. Back in Where room. are you? Below me. <laughs> I'm sorry um, for my gas. I'm going, going 4.9 crows for the book. Although mm-hmm. I haven't finished up to where you guys are, I, I, I have to say the, the show is just that much. And amazingly, that, uh, it, it's so confusing to me. I, I'm always that person. Well, if you like the show so much, you should really read the book because the book was way better. The, this, I was like, they're pretty on par, but the 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 show just explained some of the stuff to me a little better. I don't know if it was the visuals of seeing it in movement or whatever, but it was just a little bit better. So five, four point nine. All right, and that's. I'm reversed. Um, so for me, I'm gonna go with uh, just like these guys have said, I'm going with a straight up five for the book, honestly. 
you will not read another comic like Sandman. And I thoroughly recommend anybody, both if you enjoy good stories and good comics, Sandman is right there for you. Um, for this series, um, I'm going to give it 4.5 simply because I haven't watched the rest. I'm fairly certain if I saw all of it, I would just give it a five Ravens um, all across the board. Um, but honestly, from what I've seen so far, it's doing a great job, great cast, great writing. You know, I'm really excited to to see more, and I really hope I don't end up getting killed for it. <laughs> Your turn, awesome. Leo. Yeah, so uh, definitely the show, Easy Five. Absolutely friggin' love the show. And uh, Twisted Roots, hey, cheers. Dork. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Sam and Rock, totally agree. So, uh, you know, as you guys been talking, I've been thinking about it, and, and like I was starting to lean your way, Jar Jar, going with like a, a 4.8, 4.9 for the book. Uh, but it got me thinking, you know, like I love each in their own way. There are certain things that the show handled a lot better and certain things that the book handled a lot better. And I think they really even themselves out. So I'm going to give five for both. Uh, it, it's I, I would highly recommend definitely doing both. There's enough difference that you can find enjoyment in, in, in both. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Got to one-up me. And if you ever get to see Neil uh, speak live or you have the opportunity, I highly suggest it. Uh, I got as birthday present a few years ago. I got to see him in Hartford and uh, there were problems with the sound. But again, that guy, he's just reading his stories, but he's such an amazing storyteller. If you ever listen to any of his audible stuff, it's really incredible. Not only is he a great writer, but he's a great orator. When I I, was working, I uh, walked into a, a, store in upstate new york that he uh dropped off signed books every now and again too and for oh, the wow. time that i was working up there i friggin' was like every day like snail gaming coming in snail. never 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 saw him um i i i had an opportunity to see well no i learned that he was having an event at the new york public library and, you know, I was like, oh, my God, like in. And by the time I realized it, the tickets were already sold out. I was like, God oh, damn. You know, but that hurts. I knew someone who got to meet him. And they said, like, he is the nicest, quietest introvert you could ever imagine. But I remember, I think the only time I remember hearing him speak, because I've been meaning to listen to some of his audiobooks is that he narrated an episode of Lucifer when the show originally got canceled. They had this one where they imagined it was like Lucifer in a different reality, like if the story had been a little different. And he narrated, and he was he did the voice of God. And hearing him talk, I had to think, it was just one of those where I was like, I would love to hear him talk about Sandman, making it, you know, reading from it, like, can you just imagine how cool that would must, must sound? Yeah. You know, just just, um, just FYI, um, Harley has a hall pass for Neil Gaiman. Oh, oh that, please, nice. absolutely, like one hundred percent. Come on. 
Like, I just probably good for you. Like, you have good taste. I'm sure Niels can be very happy to find this out. Um, <laughs> she, she crossed paths with them back in the day. Um, oh, and, but, uh, but Amanda Palmer was not a fan of hers. So, you know, that didn't really go on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I'll tell you the story uh, one time later on. Yeah, fair enough. I would love to hear that story. Um, <laughs> but, no, like, again, guys, this is such a great read. You know, I, I, I'm all for. I don't want to say reading higher caliber comics, but definitely, you know, stuff like this. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's review, let's read, let's enjoy. So. Uh, I, I just wanted to end on one thing uh, that actually I was going to say this in my review. Uh, one of the reasons why I, I gave it a five um, Sam Keith back in the nineties, yeah. I did not like his art. I, it was like when he was doing that Wolverine run, I was like, I I I didn't I'm I'm sorry Jar Jar I'm sorry but I did not uh, man I did not opinion <laughs> everything's subjective yeah. but but I I absolutely loved we all have them. Sam. Mm -hmm. you know what Jeremy we should torture him by reviewing the Max and comparing oh that's where I was no. like we we gotta watch that the the cartoon do a mm -hmm. TV versus book again oh it's the oh. helm roots I believe it's the helm. The you think helm? so? I I would have to say they didn't show as much because... of its they didn't show as much of its power in in those these sixteen, but I think oh. more in the sh further into the series it does. The gem was the only th the ooh gem was that no, a no 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 I was just thinking. no no the will uh, there's more I'm reading the actual comments as they come up I, I'm not waiting for Leo. <laughs> <laughs> or um. It well, could be not, his damn stubbornness. Well, I, I was just gonna say, but he didn't absorb all of them, did he? No, he only absorbed the gem, right? Yeah, the gem. No, he yeah. Absorbed the, gem. the gem had the most power. Supposedly, he gained, yeah. a, he gained a little bit from the sand, then a little bit from the helm because they're his own create, you know, yeah. his old tools, his own energy. But he said that he didn't realize how much of the power he had put in the ruby. So when it, it oh, was right. destroyed, mm, interesting. he absorbed he's, it. Says he's felt more powerful than ever before. Did I have an eon? He forgot how powerful he was. You know, I, I also want to say... Uh, that... All right, now the series ends with a, a little uh, cutscene. Yes, um, which was not in the comics at all. Okay, I, that I was wanted promotion to know for about season that. two. That's what I felt it was. Okay. It, it, um, I was wondering if that was in the comics. And also, just hope you guys know that Neil did a series with J.H. Williams that is actually a prelude to the events that happened in the first book. Oh, okay. So, if you if you know, that would be good to know, like what those people are actually up to. I, I know they were trying to capture death, but like, yeah, well, the, it's not. Oh, I'm, I'm talking to them, like what Dream was up to. Oh, okay. And a bunch other people and whatnot like you definitely see him trying to catch the corinthian mm -hmm. um in that and the artwork is gorgeous i mean it was it was delayed for a bit but jh williams did such a great job with the ethereal club it's again neil picked some great collaborators back in the day um i mean i own all of it he also like again we could just talk about how great of a writer neil gaiman is i mean come on Coraline, neil gaiman I, I'm, I'm actually uh, renting that from the library to listen on uh, CD. Yeah. Oh, all, of good. His, 
mythology stuff is epic. All his Thor and Loki stories are amazing. You know, and also what I would love is maybe we could have one where we read some of Neil's short stories. Like he did a two-parter called Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader, which is similar to Alan Moore's Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, which was supposed to be like, quote unquote, the end of Batman. It was around the time Batman died, I think, in uh, Violent Crisis. Um, well, it was I'm all first on Neil's books. Um, so, Drew, I, I would definitely reach out to you for some more because uh, I know Gaiman's done quite a bit of comics. He has. And it's always interesting to see when he just does, you know, sporadic things like, for instance, I know one time in one story that wasn't involved with Neil, he, Lex Luthor met death. And it was Neil's death. Wow! So that cool. was yeah. It was it was an, it was in, in an issue of Action Comics. Like he just oh, do they in the uh, comics? This is another thing that I've been the something that was really intriguing to me when Death was taking each person. They do they go more into that? Like what happens to these? I mean, I know it's the afterlife, but do no. they go into like? Is it their own personal afterlives? Is it no? Because in my really... my belief is that it's their own personal afterlives. Because especially when the Jewish man was dying, and he uh, said that that prayer so that he could get into heaven and stuff, I was just no. Like... They they don't really go into that too much. But like I said, there are two death specific miniseries that Neil wrote mm. that um, you know definitely tie into that. But I realize we're almost at the two-hour mark. We said oh, yeah. we're going to yeah. work on that those. So why don't we, Leo, let's Keeping do the credits. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. One, one week we'll, we'll get there. You know, so, uh, we'll I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. And hopefully before I'm done with my spiel, Velvet Joker will be back. Otherwise, it's going to be an awkward third scene. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for me, you know, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. We got a ton of shows on the network. There's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Uh, for Splash Pages, definitely check out. We started a YouTube. We started a TikTok. Got some awesome stuff up there. And uh, without further ado, Jar Jar. All right. Uh, let's see. You can find me over at Comic Book Lovers Buy, Sell, Trade, and Auction on Facebook. Uh Jar, what am I on Instagram? Something on Instagram, and uh, I actually started a TikTok this week because Leo started a TikTok for the whole splash pages, which you guys should all go check out. And 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 yeah, I have a TikTok. Uh, I think it's Jar Jar Jeremy four twenty, but I'm not positive on that uh, one. Uh, <laughs> well, your Instagram I have listed as Jar Jar Jeremy as well. Oh well, there we go. Look You're actually that. Jar Jar Jeremy eight oh eight. Oh eight oh eight. 808. I wonder why it's 808. Hmm. I, I think you can change that, though. Can I? Yes, wow. you can. Give it a, give it a try. Velvet. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Velvet Joker here. You can catch me every Tuesday here on the Splash Pages, award-winning. Boom, boom. How we do. Um, and, yeah, it is exciting that we're, um, since this con, we've really been kind of assembling and doing more of an arrow-type thing, and we're trying to get all our um media stuff proper and uh quack, quack. you can still see right now all of our videos on the dorkening youtube channel um but we have four or five new ones on the splash pages youtube channel which i guess eventually they'll all be migrating to our channel 
Um, as well, I also uh, started a TikTok, which is uh, Velvet Joker One at TikTok, um, and put a few out there. And uh, we're going to see what's going to happen. We're exploring different options to promote the show. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy the content. And we're going to keep trying to get more people involved and interact and Please join us on Facebook at the Splash Pages, a comic book club. And uh, we put tons of stuff and articles out there. And we'd love for you guys to uh, chat with us. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to see. And uh, we're going to keep doing fun stuff. Right, right, right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That will catch you guys later. Peace out.